Peace and prosperity, the promise of the European Union. But for many within the bloc, economic hardship is still a daily reality. 95 million citizens live under the poverty line. The equivalent of one in five of the EU population is at risk of social exclusion. But across Europe at the grassroots, it's countless individuals who are standing up to be counted and acting to reduce economic inequalities, in part thanks to EU funds. In Romania, Adriana's NGO is providing help to rural communities where the state can't reach. With the system, we have been able to help almost 100,000 people. In Spain, private companies are acting to give dignity to those who can't afford to put food on their plates. And the great news is she'll be able to get a proper diploma with this training. Well done to all of you. And in France, Brigitte and her team offer job opportunities as well as hope to those who thought they had none. Hope is in short supply in Bucharest. Antonio is 20 years old and, like one in four young Romanians, finds himself without a job and forced to crash at a friend's apartment. It makes me feel vulnerable and for the first time ever I have to rely on, on people to, to get food and to get a roof over my, over my head. It makes me feel unsafe. It makes me feel terrified now that winter is here and Romania is cold as f Antonio spent his adolescence in Denmark where his family emigrated. He returned four years ago, but like many young people, he sees little opportunity in his homeland. I've applied to 300 jobs in the last month. And I've gotten two calls back for something that would not make, uh, make a living for me. I mean, one of, one of the jobs were offering eight, uh, 200 euros as the salary in cleaning. Antonio is not alone in looking for new opportunities outside of Romania. Since the end of communism, five million people have left the country. Romania has the highest level of poverty in Europe. A third of Romanians live on less than 500 euros a month. I will, I will definitely leave and I think most of my friends, they are thinking the same. Uh, and that's what most of my generation says, you know, I'll finish my studies or I'll save us money and I'm out of this country. Outside of the capital, opportunities are even fewer and farther between. Three of Europe's poorest regions are in Romania, struck by failing infrastructure and falling investment. Adriana has taken it on herself to breathe new life into rural communities and reverse the exodus. For the past 20 years, she's run an NGO in Transylvania. It provides healthcare facilities, training for young people out of education and employment, as well as out-of-school activities for village children while their parents work. From one year to the next, communities are disappearing. Unfortunately, it's because young people are leaving to live in cities, where they can find training programs and then a job. Very few of them return, and that's what I think is the most important thing to deal with here. This combined social centre and medical facility was built thanks to 200,000 euros of EU funds. Adriana's NGO steps in where the state is unable to reach. Indeed, they have more experience dealing with EU dossiers. The state is very rigid. They can't act like we can. We go to where people are, whereas the state is stuck sitting in an office and waiting for things to happen. We go into the communities, 
That's a big difference. One project she's helped get off the ground is Nistor's juice-making company. The 25-year-old returned from France to set up shop in a small village. With her help, he raised 25,000 euros from the European Social Fund and now employs two locals. Without this money, I would have never begun. I wouldn't be here. Without this money, I would have never been able to open a business like this here, now. Before, the land here was simply a field of weeds. There was nothing here. In two years, this factory has sprung out of nothing. But for now, the efforts of Nistor are just a drop in the ocean of what is needed to reverse Romania's decline. Every year, the population falls by 100,000. Since joining the EU in 2007, Romania has been a net beneficiary of 44 billion euros, contributing to almost doubling of its GDP. But over those 16 years, Romania's population has fallen by 1.6 million, attracted by better conditions in Western Europe. On the other side of the EU, in Spain, poverty is visible too. These hunger queues, as they're known, are a throwback to past economic crises that continue to haunt the streets of the towns and cities. How many people live in your household? This centre provides help for young mothers and pregnant women. In Spain, more than 40% of single-parent families live under the poverty line. The food distribution is, for many, a lifeline. I used to look after an old lady, but I was paid 250 euros a month, which isn't even enough to pay for rent. So we started looking for help everywhere we could, and the social security told us to come here. Across town at the Castellon Food Bank, the daily delivery is being prepared for all of the local NGOs that distribute free food. Food banks provide handouts to the poor, as well as allowing producers and shops to dispose of their excess produce. The supermarkets bring us the food in the morning. And then around 12.30, the different NGOs come and pick up their share. It's non-stop. It arrives in the morning and leaves in the afternoon. EU-wide, the European Food Bank Federation provides food to over 12 million needy people each year. Fresh meat and dairy products, dried pasta and tin produce, all assembled into boxes for individual families. Every day of the year, this food bank distributes 2,000 tonnes of food. That's one and a half million tonnes a year, feeding 20,000 people in the region. In this region, 27% of the population lives in poverty. For me, that's totally crazy. And at the national level in Spain, the Food Bank Federation provides food to 1.3 million people. And the number is always getting bigger. Removing the stigma of queuing for handouts is at the heart of the no-one-without-their-daily-ration mission. Since 2019, these wallet cards allow beneficiaries to choose what they require in certain supermarkets. The company behind the project centralises digital donations before local social workers distribute the cards to those in need. Giving agency to the recipients reverses the traditional handout model. This uh, new way of uh, delivering food aid is important to us because uh, it allows people to go directly to the supermarket. And with this form, they are 
uh, into the society, no outside. No one without their daily ration received a 200,000 euro loan from the European Social Fund. The for-profit company is an intermediary between shops, food banks, social workers and the needy, capitalising on their digital capacities to reach as many people as possible. The more digitalised and the more strength are the social food or the social aid sector, the more people they can help. And that's one of the, of the missions of the project. The, as we are growing, the, the social, act, social aid sector gets stronger and then they can help many, many more people. Finding new tools to fight against hunger isn't limited to Europe's urban areas. In France, rural poverty is also a concern. In the Drôme, more than 15% of the population lives beneath the poverty line on less than 1,600 euros per month. Poverty often masked by picturesque villages and seasonal tourism. But for many, simply fishing for handouts isn't enough. The VRAC network bulk buys organic food at a fair price, direct from farmers. Our priority is to help low-income households. In all, there are 18 local branches around France. And here in the Drôme, we're the only rural-based branch. VRAC offers organic produce to its members, most of whom are on low incomes, at prices of up to 70% lower than in supermarkets. It's a chance to eat organic food, which I've almost never been able to do. My pension is quite small, so it helps me reduce my food budget. Unlike a traditional food bank's handouts, it's the members who choose what products go into the catalogue, 20% coming from local farms. It's about dignity. We don't want to just give people leftovers. We don't want people with no money to just have leftovers. What we say is, you too are allowed to have quality food. And that's in terms of dignity as well as social justice. In tight-knit rural communities, it's often hard to admit you're living in poverty. For Vrac, striking a balance between low prices and high quality is key. Here's the dried beans and legumes. They're from Charente. We couldn't find a local producer that met our members' requirements about price, quantity and availability. Vrac Drome has grown from two distribution zones to six in the past year, serving 500 low-income households. I'm worried because we see that economic insecurity is growing, and now it's reaching parts of the population that until now had been relatively spared. For example, we're seeing a lot of single-parent families. But I'm hopeful because our work is to help provide good quality produce, and we see that despite everything, lots of people do choose to prioritise the food they eat. Nationwide, VRAC helps 7,000 households, most in urban, deprived areas. In the Drome, the non-profit organisation already receives EU funds for rural development and is applying for European social funds to reduce the isolation many feel in rural regions. In rural areas, there are people who face food insecurity and it's made worse by their isolation, by the problems of mobility, by an ageing population. VRAC's answer is to improve access to food and in allowing people to come together via the meetings and how we encourage people to take part. Like many associations, the VRAC network has to meet the complex requirements of the EU in terms of how to apply for funds. That model means that many of the poorest in society cannot access EU funds, according to Sebastian Borda, a researcher into EU financing. 
It automatically rules out a part of the projects. They might be great projects, but they won't be able to put together an application because they don't have the know-how. A lot of the associations that benefit from EU funds aim to get very poor people back into work. But for a lot of very poor people, their priority is getting a roof over their heads and enough to eat. And the EU struggles to help those type of associations. That means it's often the same ones that know the steps. It's always the same ones who get the EU funds. Dignity is also about providing a decent income for all, as well as proving the value of work. Here on the outskirts of Paris, Atelier Sans Frontières creates subsidized jobs which provide hope and a second chance for 50 long-term unemployed people. Sorting and recycling old phones and tech hardware means a new start for many. Thierry is 57. He lost his job in the construction sector six years ago. Now the 800 euros he earns each month working part-time is a welcome return to the professional world. Old people were always cast aside. What I'm hoping for is to find something that can help me stay active for as long as possible. I don't want to be stuck doing nothing. If I could find a long-term contract like here, that would allow me to start over once more. Pascal's story, too, is one of economic hardship and spiralling problems. Over the course of three years, he lost first his job, then his home. Having survived on 400 euros a month from the state, a return to employment is a major step. I got to the point where I wasn't sure what I could do anymore, and I wasn't sure whether I'd be able to do anything after such a long period of inactivity. It took coming here to find that I hadn't forgotten everything and I could gain confidence again. And what are you looking for long term? I'd like a job, a home, a stable situation, and then be able to think about planning for the future. Atelier Sans Frontières prides itself on getting people back into the traditional workplace. At the end of two years, two-thirds either leave for a training program or employment opportunities. Each month, the team celebrates those who have found new jobs. Julio has got a training program at a data center. Rudy's gone to a training program for public green space maintenance. Well done to all of them. And next month, we'll talk about how all of you will have found opportunities. Europe helps us develop a whole range of activities that will help us help you. Since 2015, ASF's 20-strong team has worked with 500 people, giving professional experience, helping with CVs and finding local job offers. We're a launchpad towards a normal job. I say we're a weird company because, in the end, when our employees start getting good at their jobs, they're ready to join a traditional company. In France, subsidised employment like this helps 150,000 people each year. This project is part of Ares, an organisation which received 400,000 euros from the European Social Fund to ensure these temporary jobs lead to concrete opportunities. We have played a role in succeeding to reduce unemployment from 12 to 7 percent in France. Here, the state and the local authorities have supported entities like ours to get people living in serious poverty back into the workplace. 
The festive season is an opportunity too for the Atelier's team to give something back to their employees. For many families here, it's a rare chance to celebrate without worrying about who will foot the bill. A quarter of children in the EU are at risk of living in poverty. Christmas makes the kids happy. Everyone enjoys it, even me. The EU's main lever to reduce poverty is the European Social Fund, which distributes 100 billion euros from 2021 to 2027. The European Commission has pledged to reduce the number of citizens living in poverty by 15 million by 2030. But due to COVID-19, inflation and rising energy costs, the number actually rose in the past three years by 3 million.